Hey everyone, welcome to Schoolhouse, where we believe every parent has what it takes to help their child learn. We're here to give you practical tips and encouragement so you can be a confident learning coach. This is the space where school and house meet. I'm your co-host, Mary Stackhouse, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Erica Carr, and today we're talking about student-led conversations. So Erica, why are student-led conversations something that parents need to know about and coach their children to do? Well, most parents want to coach independent learners and their children. Um, They want children who are going to grow up to be self-sufficient, self-aware, and able to accomplish their goals and dreams. And student-led conversations are a first step in helping our children learn how to know where they are Mm -hmm. and decide what they need in order to be successful in reaching their goals or that next step in front of them. I'm so excited about this episode and the guest interview. Erica, tell us about who's going to be joining us today. So our guest today is Sumira Mansukani. She is an elementary teacher in the school district of Menominee Falls in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. She teaches fourth grade and has been successfully implementing continuous improvement in the classroom for years. She's currently working toward a doctorate in educational leadership. We are thrilled to talk to her today and learn the secrets of student-led conversations and how we can teach students to lead in this way. Sumira, welcome to the schoolhouse. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today about my experiences. Yes. And, uh, you know, when we learned that you are, you've been conducting or having teaching your students to do student led conversations, uh, for a while now and just the success that you're having, we were like, man, this is so great. (laughs) Every parent needs to know about this because how cool is it? You know, you're developing leaders in the school, like student leaders, but Mm -hmm. every parent wants that for their child. Every parent wants their child to just grow up and be able to lead the way and, Mm -hmm. you know, have great thoughtful conversations. So this is going to be such a great episode for our listeners. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me here. Yes. All right. So why don't we kick it off? Tell us a little bit about your experience in education um, and just with students in general. So what are your, what have your experiences been so far? Yeah. So this is actually um, my sixth year in education um, and fifth year teaching. So my first year I was um, tutoring for a program called AVID. It's advancement via individual determination. And it was at um, Menominee Falls um, middle school and high school. So soon after my student teaching experience, um, there was an opening here and I was hired as a new third grade teacher at Valley View and taught third grade for a couple of years. And then um, I moved up to fourth grade and started teaching fourth grade. And that's the grade I currently teach. Um, And I absolutely love that. And I feel like with every single year, I learn something new from every group of students. Um, I always take something away from them. And it's funny because I feel like my friends and family, they're used to me being like, this is my favorite class ever. And at the end of the year, like I'm always sad to, you know, say bye to them. But it's kind of cool that every class I've had has been so unique. And it's been great, you know, growing leaders, like you mentioned. In the yeah, just the passion that you have for children and education comes out in everything that you just said. Um, and I love that, that every class is your favorite because I can relate to that <laughs> so much. So let's switch gears and talk specifically about the student-led. So you call them student-led conferences, which is very yes. formal, of course, in your mm-hmm. classroom. And I 
think that yeah. is wonderful because um, you need that level of sort of formality in this process with, yeah. with especially when you're trying to teach students to lead in this way. So that's really mm -hmm. great. Um, but what, what, tell us why you started using this practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So I, I would say my first year or two, I just did student, or just regular parent teacher conferences, the traditional way. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I just thought that's the way we all have to do it. So that's how I did it. Um, but I just felt like the whole time something felt off because um, I was chatting with the parent, but I was, you know, we the whole conversation was centered around their child and they wouldn't even be there. And if they were there, it was that awkward thing of like us talking about, you know, their child, but they're not even in the room almost. And that's just, you know, even in those moments, it, it felt even more just not very natural. Um, so I think it must have been in like my third year teaching or something like that, where I just decided to try it of student led conferences because I, you know, learning more with continuous improvement. Um, with them having their own learning journals and listening to them self-reflect. Um, and through that, I just thought, you know, like they know their own learning so well, like why not have them present to their parents? Um, so then once we started doing that, um, they just, you know, it was very natural. They knew like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm working on. Like, these are the conversations I would have with them in the classroom. So they presented it to their parents. Um, and we made it like really fun because they would get all excited the day of, and I would pair them up in partners and they would practice with each other and pretend, you know, their friend is their parent, yeah. you know, show up at night, like all dressed up and excited to present to their parents. Um, so if anything, it turned into like it turned from like serious, you know, kind of awkward conversation to more of a celebration with the child there and taking ownership over their work and pride in their work and almost bragging to their parents of like, mm -hmm. how much I've grown, look at all these things I've learned, um, but also making the conversation productive and having the kids self-reflect on what strategies that they are trying in the classroom to help them um, even like, you know, if there are more strategies that we want to try, like even brainstorming, um, you know, with the parents too, and the, the child there and brainstorming some strategies to try out. So what I liked better about those conversations, it was very student centered and the student had that ownership and choice, um, in their own education and the parents and I like, we're there to support the child um, rather than dominate the conversation. So I think it, oh. year I tried it. I was like, I'm never going back to anything else again. That yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, it really is a great approach for mm -hmm. having just building what you said, building that ownership. Uh, so really a great, great strategy. So what have you seen you, and you mentioned a couple already, obviously ownership, but what had, what do you think is the greatest benefit of the student-led conferences? Um, lots of benefits. Um, so like I said, like the students can own their own learning. Um, it's also, I think, a good confidence builder for them to be, you know, presenting to their parents about their learning. It's good for their speaking skills. And I've just noticed them grow so much just from that experience. Um, 
and like I said, it's, it's a celebration of their success. Um, and you know, they're very much involved in discussing the strategies. Um, I think it's also more powerful rather than, you know, the parents and I coming up with like a plan and then implementing with the student after and saying, this is what you're doing. Instead of that, like having the student a part of the conversations in the first place, then they're excited to try those things out because they came up with that and they were part of those initial conversations. Um, and another huge benefit that I've seen is just parents being so proud of their child and impressed with like how well they know themselves and just to see their work, like, you know, and see them present to them. Yeah. It's always, yeah, it, it makes the parents proud. It makes me proud every year too. I love this. I, I really love this. And I think you're right. As far as the, you know, the pride that the parents get to feel and, and it's because we're letting the child shine. How cool mm -hmm. is that? Yeah. Um, all right. And this year too, it's even cooler because I forgot to mention this, but this year I'm also the virtual teacher for my grade level. My class is fully virtual, right? Wow. So um, like from beginning of the year to now, it's been really impressive to see how much they've learned with technology. So when we did our student-led conferences this year, it was you know completely virtual, but the students were like, hey, I'm gonna present my screen. And you know they were going through the slides, they had come up with everything um, on their own. So I thought, you know, it was a cool way for this, you know, the child to even show their parents of like, look at all of what I've learned with technology too. That is cool because the, the other thing that we've heard a lot, Samira too, from parents is that sort of apprehension, like they are apprehensive of the technology themselves. And so that's been a learning curve for the ones who have had to sort of monitor and facilitate the virtual learning you know, on the parent and the home side. So that's really great that this is, the child is that bridge in many cases. Um, so they're going to get to showcase those skills to these conversations in a new way, in a virtual way. So yeah. Really neat. Uh, all right. So the reason we really wanted to do this was to help and tell parents how they can conduct the student-led conferences themselves. And we'll call them conversations, you know, student-led conversations, parents, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. So for those parents who are listening and do want to teach their child how to lead a conversation about learning, what do you recommend as a starting point? How would we tell them to get started? Sure. So um, I think of like the way I confer with students, like when I meet with them one-on-one -on -one and we talk about strategies and some of the questions um, that I ask them is like, what helps you learn? What strategies um, are strategies you like to use to help you? Or how do you think you did? Um, and it gives the child that motivation um, to work towards a goal and improve and for that child to, you know, really self-reflect. Um, and like I had said before that, like when it's your child's idea, they will be more likely to do it rather than just you telling them. So asking them those sort of questions, like what helped you learn? I think something else too is, um, you know, focusing on, like when we're starting out with this, focusing on um, your child's strengths first, like what are subjects you enjoy, like what's going well, like focusing on the positives first um, and then working towards like what the goal that you have. 
Um, I think, and yeah, and I, I feel like even as adults, like, you know, we're more likely to do something when it's like coming from us and someone telling us to do something. Like, I choose to go to bar all the time because that's what I want to do. That's my goal I have for myself, um, not because someone's telling me to do that. So I think the biggest thing would be to give the child the ownership to share what they think is going to help them. So Samira, you uh, just described a great process of what it sounds like, very intentional questions that parents can Mm -hmm. ask to get the ball rolling if they want to have these student-led conversations. And so it does sound like it's uh, the student is leading in the way that we're prompting them to respond almost. Do you think that's pretty accurate? Yeah. And I I think that the questioning can get them there, you know, starting out with, more open-ended questions like, um, how was your day? You know, what are you, what's something you did well? What, um, is something that's helping you learn? How do you think you did? How do you know, (laughs) you know? Um, and then like, you know, even I always like to ask, like, how can I support you? I think that's a great idea that how can I support you? Because it's what you just described too. Sometimes it's going to be that, that ability for the student or the child to see that their parent is in it with them. And so it really just that relationship around learning can grow deeper. And that sense of, I'm not here like on this learning Island by myself. I have, my parent is truly a team member with me in this. So I can see that being extremely beneficial. I love your examples of the actual questions too, because I think that's really helpful for parents who want to put this into practice. Cause I can hear and see some listeners just saying, you know what, I'm going to do this tomorrow because it's, a, it's such a great idea. So any other tips you can give parents about how to help their child um, lead this conversation or how to teach them how to do this? Yeah. And I, I think um, with continuous improvement, we have such an advantage um, in our district. Um, And if, you know, you have that in your district, I think that's also a great place to start, like simply asking your child to show um, you their data binder or their student work if they don't have a data binder, and then asking them questions like, what are you most um, proud of? And and what's a goal that you really want to work more towards? Um, That way the kids can share, like be excited to share something. Um, and also goal set with their parents too. So I think that's always like a great place to start. Um, I would also recommend um, modeling it um, and bringing yourself down to their level. So talk about your own work day. Like what went well, what was the best part of your day? What's something you realized you want to improve on? Um, as you, I know you're talking about, um, so I'm right now working towards my doctorate and um, also getting my principal license for that. And soon I'll be um, subbing for my principal. And I'd shared it with my students, you know, that that's coming up. And, and I was even sharing with them, like, I'm so excited about it, but I know I'm going to learn a lot from it too. And it's going to be challenging, but it's going to help me grow. And just, they were so excited to hear about it. And I think it just made made it feel like I'm at their level. Like, you know, I'm not like perfect. I don't have like everything all, you know, set. So I'm still learning and growing. And I think for parents to, you know, show their child, like, Hey, like I'm not perfect. I'm learning and growing. I have goals. And this is, 
these are my strengths. This is what I enjoy. And this is where I want to grow in. And it just, it makes, it makes your child feel more like, okay, like I can, I can talk to you and um, relate to you. Mm -hmm. I love, I think modeling what you just described, that is so important. And I love the way that you said that, even the way that you're saying that with your students, because in your right, it's, it, it is um, helping them to see that you're a real person, obviously mm-hmm. that's from, that's the teacher upside, but from a parent, uh, what you described in the way that you said, I'm not perfect. Sometimes we, as parents feel like we have to be, or should be that perfect parent, but my goodness, that does not exist. So it's a real, I think through this conversation, and the way that you're explaining the need to model this for your child to get them to that place where they can respond and take that ownership of responding. That's a really great way for them to see that you don't expect perfection from them Mm -hmm. and you're not perfect either. And no one on this world in this world is, and that's what improvement is all about. And that's what learning and growth in school is all about. Exactly. Yep. That's That's a improvement. Is there anything that you fixed about your approach or corrected about your approach in the beginning because you were like, oh, wait, that's not exactly getting you. That's not getting me what I want out of my students that parents might be able to learn from now before they actually get started. I think my biggest takeaway from this whole experience is that kids are more capable than we think. I've just learned through this whole process, um, like not even in student-led conferences, but just in general that, you know, giving them more responsibilities, they can handle it. Yeah. Thrive. They thrive with those opportunities um, to really, to grow and and showcase their own learning on their own. So just, I I would say, don't hold back. Yeah. Your child is, is capable of so much more than you think. That is very true. And, you know, we, we talk and think a lot about that idea and need to balance high expectations with support. And I think you just hit it. You have that high, but don't be afraid to have the high expectation, but then also of course, understand that there is going to be a need to, you know, scaffold levels of support to get them to certain places if they're not there right away. But I also appreciate what you just said. Most of the time, if you just set the Mm -hmm. expectation, they're going to reach it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just thought of something and I'm interested to hear your reaction. What if a parent actually taught their child how to do a student-led conversation and then invited the teacher to the conversation? Oh, how cool was that? Of the box. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be cool too. Like just like having that teacher just like watch and, and of course chime in here and there. But I mean, how impressive would that be that the parent would like understand their child that much to prepare that with them and just have the teacher join that. I would have never thought of that, but I think that that would be so cool. I almost feel like that could be like a game changer in education. If parents yeah. start doing this, everybody just start teaching your child student-led conversations <laughs> and then invite the teacher and let's just blow up education and blow people's minds with how right. much our students can do. That is cool. Yeah. And I think it also, like what you say there too, it like really builds upon that teacher and parent relationship too. 
Um, and that's very, very important to have a strong teacher-parent relationship as well. We do recognize that there are a lot of parents who feel intimidated just because they don't know what to ask or, you know, what, what do I say to the teacher? The teacher knows more than I do about all of this. And um, so yeah. we are very mindful to encourage people to reach out, but this would be a really cool spin on that. It's the, yeah. you know, and the parent can take pride in, you know, how much they know about their child's education. How awesome. Yeah. It's a win, win, win. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, anything else, Samira, that you think we should tell parents about um, student-led conferences and, or conversations that they can have with their child that would set them up for success if they wanted to initiate this right away? Yeah. I mean, I keep it simple. Like it doesn't have to be this, you know, complicated thing. Like I said, like asking those open-ended questions, focusing on the positives first. Um, and, you know, getting to know, like, it's a great chance to even get to know, like your child's interests, like what really excites them about their own learning. Um, what I've noticed is when I give my students choice, um, they get very excited about that. So tapping into your child's interests is um, a great place to start. But like I said, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, whenever I confer with kids, it's very simple questions of how do you think you did? Um, what helped you the most? Um, what is something that you're, you know, really proud of? What's something you're working on? Um, and then just like turning it into a conversation because it, it takes a few questions like that, but then it turns into a natural conversation and I get to know more about my students that way too. So I think just, you know, keeping it simple would be. Would you recommend starting out with a list of questions as the parent to get started? Yeah. Like a few guiding questions could be helpful. Like I, I like to keep, you know, a list of questions, um, next to me. All right. I'm going to sort of summarize what you said to give maybe a few good actions out of this. So parents, if you're going to initiate the student-led conversations, uh, it sounds like you definitely can do a list of questions to get you started. And as Samira said, keep it simple. They do not have to be these mind-blowing questions that are, you know, complicated. Uh, the questions that she recommended are, you know, what are you most proud of? Um, what, what have you been working on? I think that's a great one to know what's going on in the classroom. Um, how, how do you know how well you did? And then is there something that you need to work on for the next week even? Yeah. Uh, and so what I, strategies help you the most? What strategy? Okay. That's a good one. What strategies help you the most? Um, and then I would, I think what you said too, uh, maybe the pride one is last. That could be a cool last wow. item or question right and okay. even like how confident are you feeling about mm. how you're doing or in this subject that's great yeah that's really good okay and then I would also add based on what you just said if they do say that they need your help parents you have to actually follow up and provide the assistance. And yep. sometimes that means reaching out to the teacher if you're not sure how to help. So asking the child too, like, what can I do to support you? Mm -hmm. Child may already have an idea. Yes, that's really great. Mm -hmm. Okay. And 
um, these conversations, as Samira said, will just sort of take on a life of their own once you get the, the questions going. So let it happen. Let the natural conversation then take off. And that's building, like she said, your relationship with your child, um, your relationship and them seeing your relationship to the learning process so that they know it's all connected. Your support is connected to their success and it just really will set them up for greater success and um, them wanting to own the learning even further. Sumira, we cannot thank you enough for being with us today. This was a pleasure and we wish you great success finishing up that doctorate and the school year. You have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I do. But thank you so much. I was just so honored to be a part of this. So thank you for asking me to join and share. What a great discussion. Thank you so much, Erica and Sumira. And parents, don't forget to join the Schoolhouse Conversation on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Schoolhouse Podcast. And parents, if you want to know more about coaching your child's learning, you can also find us at Parent as Learning Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next time at the Schoolhouse.